This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Nebraska Preps Post Game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. That's the big voice guy. It is Nebraska Preps Post Game. My man, man, Jacob Padilla which means all of us at the same time are probably going to get smarter um, and be pretty factual too. Don't throw out any opinions and innuendos unless you say opinions and innuendo because my man JP will have numbers to substantiate it. So don't you dare go there, man. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. You? Let's start with uh, one of those right off the bat. Do you know how many undefeated teams are left seven weeks into the season? Seven weeks. All classes? Yep, all classes. Uh, let's go with uh, four. Six. So close. Uh, we, we talked about last week how much separation there was at the top. In yeah, and then last classes. week happened. And then I think four teams <laughs> suffered their first loss last week. So shows what we know. Hey, so, but, I mean, full disclosure, though, with injuries and the schedule stacking games and then time off, kind of negotiating, getting into, like, a, a rhythm, do you – count that at all or are you just like hey you know what play the hand you're dealt i mean yeah if they're impactful absences and things like that then you kind of factor into how that game went but i mean it's, it's a long season like very like you only have a handful that ever make it to the end undefeated and um th this year's uh, another one we've got again some teams at the top have really separated themselves but then some others we thought had done that you have one bad day. Um, I was talking with Coach uh, Brodsky at Platteview. He said it's just one, uh, when they suffered their loss to, to Wahoo. So they, they beat Ashland Greenwood, who uh, lost to Wahoo, right? And then uh, Wahoo comes and smacks them. Yeah, and I watched that almost start to finish. And I'm just telling you. Sorry. Ashland Greenwood beat Wahoo. And then Platteview beat Ashton Greenwood, and, and then Wahoo, Wahoo beat Platteview. So pillar to post. Was never yeah. really in that game early. Got off to the quick start. Uh, not a ton of answers for Benji. And I think Wahoo's tempo, like their pace, really, really bothered Platteview because, you know, Wahoo could play eight, used to be nine, uh, and they their substitutions and their tempo, I think, ultimately wore Platteview down because, I mean – 
we know. I mean, Platteview, kind, they make their hay scoring the basketball on the offensive end, and Wahoo punished them when Platteview was playing defense. Yeah, and let's start there with in Class B and we talk about Platteview. They're now 12-1. and one. They went 2-1 uh, and one last week. Uh, that was a 78-46 loss uh, against Wahoo at home. Yeah. Uh, I know they, they, they packed that gym. Um, uh, it just just didn't didn't didn't, uh, didn't go for them. They five of 21 from three. Uh, Wahoo limited Connor Milliken to only 21 points. Um, and then the the kind of the rest of the other three that they could rely on offensively: Ezra Stewart, um, Alex Draper, and Trey Moseman. Combined to shoot six for twenty-three from the field. Yeah. So that's just not. They, they, they really didn't. Milliken wasn't on, uh, at his best. They limited his opportunities. Even. Um, I thought he did a good job early getting to the rim. Just wasn't finishing, and they were playing good interior defense without fouling. It, he, yeah, he was eight for nine, but we've seen him hit double digits multiple times. And again, twenty-one shot attempts for him. Like that's um, or, or twenty-one points only. Uh, only. Uh, fi- uh, where is it? Um, yeah, only 13 shot attempts mm. and four essentially trips to the foul line. Like that's no matter what he ends up with, like that in itself is a win. You limit him to that many um, and then play really good defense on everybody else. Like that's how you beat Platteview. Yeah. Um, and that's what happened. They just didn't – shots weren't falling for him. And Wahoo, with you mentioned their length. They've got so many different contributors. They don't have one guy that's going to no. go out there and score 30 on you. Com- but completely agree. They've got and I think they had guys. four in double digits that yeah, night. That's exactly how it was, worked for was them. That, was that, it was, yeah, Something it was four. Like that, it yeah. was everybody. They had four between 10 and 17. Yeah. Marcus that's Glock, uh, Benji Nelson, Owen Hancock, uh, uh, Cameron Kaczynski. He had a big game. Yeah. That's, that's the difference maker of them. If he's, if he's hitting shots to go with those other guys, then they're going to be tough. Tell you what, the spacing that he creates when he's shooting the ball well, because then you let guys that are good off the bounce, like Benji, just – hey, they can just get down. They had back-to-back runouts for dunks, and I was just like, oh. And, I mean, the gym was packed. And and let's give a shout-out. Boy, Platteview's fan base yeah. – and, and listen, I get it, right, because you played Ashland Greenwood. They had the undefeated streak coming in and uh, uh, Wahoo, who travels well and at the top of their craft. But man, those little small confines at that yeah. gym, like it's I I see why folks enjoy high school basketball. It's just a different kind of environment than you get in summer gyms. Yep. And I mean it's been building uh, over like throughout this uh Connor Milken tenure. Um that I mean they, they know how special this run is that they're on is, how what kind of a player he is and they're making the most of it, supporting it, uh and enjoying watching uh the show with him and his teammates. So um, yeah, great week uh, for in terms of uh, attendance for them. You mentioned that Ashton Greenwood game. That was a 60-52 win for, for Platteview to start the week. First loss of the season for Ashton Greenwood. Uh, Platteview was up 30-19 at halftime. Mm-hmm. And then Ashton Greenwood behind Brooks Kissinger. I forgot how many. He scored double digits in the, in the third quarter to lead the comeback. Uh, I think people were seeing Kip in the stands, and they're like, what's going on? You know, my buddy was saying, he saw him at Parker's Smokehouse. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I was watching my son play before I'm out on the road. And yeah. I think he was doing Kansas. He had a cu- couple of big games. So yeah, the Kissinger be, name reigns supreme. Got to be tough between him and Reese at Midland. Yeah. Uh, had a big game when my brother and I went out there and watched him. And uh, I think uh, Kip was out there uh, on the road 
Oh, calling a game somewhere. I so. keep telling you, it's so cool to see you two because I just saw you guys at Miller North together, right? That's where <laughs> you seem to be thick as thieves, man. But it's good to have a little oil and water or yin and yang yeah. or however you guys are. Yeah, he had uh, rare uh, Saturdays off where um, Ralston didn't have any games or anything like that. And then um, his, his, he didn't have his daughter on Saturday. So it's like, hey, let's go watch some games together. Um, <laughs> get, but, out, get out a little bit. So that was 40 all heading into the fourth quarter. And then Platteview just won it from there, 20 to 12. Um, and the most impressive part, Platteview shot one of six from three. Yeah. So and I, won that game. I was talking to Coach – or I was talking to – Matt Milliken and 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 uh, Tyler Mosman, obviously parents of Trey and Connor, and both said the same thing over text. Did you ever think we would make one three, let alone only shoot six, yeah. and still win that basketball game a against a really good team? Um, and that's uh, I mean Milliken had thirty two and thirteen. Uh, he had twelve and fifteen from the free throw line and double double from Ryman Zebert. Uh, 11 points, 10 rebounds. That's big. You get different body type too, right? Yeah. That can help you out. Yeah, you get production out of him to go with what Milkins uh, and the perimeter guys are going to do. Then that changes that team. And I mean, the the other the uh, the other three guys, their main guys, took combined or even you add Kale Wickman off the bench. Took nine shots, yeah. five and nine from Draper, Stewart, Milliken, and Wickman. That's um, the, that, <laughs> three of those. That's the law firm, baby. Yeah. And Stewart, Draper, and Milliken. So it's just. Really interesting way that they won that game, um, but had the the home crowd behind them and, and won it in the fourth quarter, uh, and then went on the road to wrap up the week, three game week uh, at UTAN, fifty five forty six win, and that uh, was not an easy, easy. game for them. It was yeah. it was tied after three quarters, thirty nine all, uh, and then Platteview defense um, just set them in there and won it sixteen to seven. Had Milliken. 16 points on 20 shots did not attempt a free throw. That's probably as good as well as anybody has defended Milliken all season long. Completely so agree. If you want to you want to give yourself a chance, you better keep him off the foul line. I was watching him against um, both Ashland Greenwood and Wahoo. He gets creases and he gets into you. It's very hard. I, and I know how you are with straight up and ver being vertical. Yeah. If you don't, he gets into your body. It's almost like he can go to the foul line almost any time he wants, if if not scouted correctly. Yeah, and he just goes so hard. And so that's credit to them. Uh, Nolan Tim's had a great uh, having a great senior year for for UTAN, uh, but Platt, you got it done. So twelve and one, uh, still firmly number two behind Scud at twelve and zero, who had a three and zero week, um, won by fifteen uh, at Lewis Central. Uh, beat Cross by 34, and then uh, at Fortno week, including yesterday, actually, if you want to include the Monday game, um, they they beat Lincoln Lutheran, Lincoln Lutheran. by 18 uh, on the road, and then they did they touch 70? What was that? 69-51 final. Yep. Yeah. Good call. Um, yeah. So three in a week, and then they start off this week with a 90-54 win against Sioux City West. The girls ran Sioux City West off the court too, and uh, congrats to Peyton McCabe. Uh, who went over a thousand points in that game? Yeah, they got a chance to double dip. Yeah, obviously because the girls are up top. I think they're thirteen and one, and yeah. only loss out of state. And the boys are twelve and zero. Yeah, not bad to be twenty four and zero between the two of you with playing teams in Nebraska. Yep, uh, and then Crete's there at third at twelve and one. Uh, one. They they pulled out that that one against York. We talked about being a big one. It's pretty 50, impressive. Forty three. 
held York to 33% shooting. Um, so that, that defense, and then 54-37 at Norris, who, um, like, Norris is pretty scrappy. They're really young, but they've got some real pieces that you're going to hear about them in a couple of years. Uh, it was 49-23 after third quarter, and then Norris uh, made up a little ground in the fourth after the game was over already. But um, So impressive week for Crete. They continue to, to, to just kind of roll through the competition. Um, and this week they've got Seward, Blair, and, and Elkhorn. So none of the top teams, but teams that are certainly capable if you don't uh, bring your A game. Yeah, and, and speaking of which, as, as we talk York, Bennington, and Waverly, bigger week for anybody in Class B than Waverly? Uh, and that, that's the team that I was there uh, at that Scottsbluff game. Um, Scottsbluff pulled away from them. They, they weren't looking that great down the stretch. You're kind of wondering, like, is there enough here? And then right after that, followed up with a three in a week, climb from unranked to, to number six in Mike Sauter's coaches poll on NEB preps. Um, and they're now sitting at eight and four. Uh, they beat Elkhorn Mount Michael 49 45. Um, they, they, they beat Bennington 59-57. That's a huge That's one. That's a big one. And then beat Seward 47-42 to, like I said, three in a week. The key with them is – getting multiple players contributing offensively. We know Preston Harms can get hot, but he's not a guy that's going to be hitting every single night. Um, we know that uh, A.J. Heffelfinger has played a lot of varsity ball for them and is capable. They need other guys producing offensively. And Sam Chernikow had a good week. Um, they had a couple of good games from Kayla Valick. Um, they, they, I mean, that, that sewer game, they won with eight, uh, eight points from Harms. Uh, and that was tied at halftime. And they kind of opened that thing up in the third quarter, held Seward at five points. Um, so, like, that, that's really the key is can they get enough offense from uh, people not named Heffelfinger and Harms, and they did so this week. Interesting thing when you kind of talk about, like, the rest of, of Class B. Um, Scott's Bluff, you look and you're thinking, no, they're capable. Probably not a place you want to travel, but still needs a couple of maybe signature wins. The team I'm curious about, what are your thoughts on on Mount Michael? Played against their eighth-grade team this year. Where most of those guys will probably end up going to Mount Michael uh, this weekend. My kiddo did. And I really like what they have kind of coming up in the pipeline. Is it too soon with that senior class, that great senior class that Spooner – was a part of Coach Spooner, Derek Spooner, um, versus long-term sustainability for Mount Michael because they seem to be a program. Maybe uptick is too strong, but they seem like they could, they're at a point where they can start to establish some consistency. Yeah, um, they're sitting there at nine and three, tenth in the poll, um, d d despite uh, that loss to Waverly, and it's been impressive kind of the the leap that Harrison Long has made he's become much more efficient game. that's the thing like last season um he, he transferred there from Millard West after his freshman year last year he started for them um got to take all the shots he wanted uh, put had some big point totals but ended up shooting percentage really low it's mm -hmm. hard being the number one option uh as a sophomore at the varsity level particularly without a ton of really good players around you um, so this, so he's taken that experience, learned from it, and this year found a way to just monster game after monster game. Um, averaging high 20s this year, a bunch of 30-point games, shooting well from the three, and then yeah. when threes aren't falling, he's getting in the free throw line too. It's not just 
taking the threes. He's finding other ways to score, and that's how you get the average he is. Strong body, too. Away. Changed his frame a little bit. He's sturdy with the basketball. Yeah. He's taking pretty good care of the rock. And then he's got Chop Palger and um, Kume Jop as kind of their the, the complementary pieces there. It's the second week in a row we've yeah. talked about Palger. Need a little bit more consistency out of those guys if they want to like move up the rankings because there isn't a ton outside. It really is those three guys on consistent basis providing the majority of their offense. If they can get that, if those guys can be a little bit more consistent to go with what Long's doing, they'll be an even tougher out moving forward. Does your business need an easy competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get loans up to $500,000 with little or no money down and terms up to 72 months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. Just fill out an application and the Currency Finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, secure, and best of all, it's free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. When you're taking a look as we as we jump over to Class A, gap widening or the canyon tightening as we start with number one ranked Bellevue West? Yes. Oh, it's interesting. Like, I look in uh, Bellevue West again, 14-0, and 2-0 um, week. They, they beat Millward West 70-42. to 42. Huge uh, one coming up this week. Yeah, 21-1 first quarter in that Millward West game. Uh, and then they beat Millward South on the road 65-44. Uh, and, I mean, you look at it, they – won easily in two games where they did not play particularly well. They didn't shoot the ball great. I don't think um, they had multiple guys like Jane Jackson had a really quiet week. Uh, Josiah Dostler had one good game, one kind of quiet game. Um, so it's, again, like they didn't shoot nearly as well as they're capable of this week and still not even stressed. Um, like their defense is so good. It's so tough for teams to score against oh, them that's, that yeah. you, you can get by and win even when you're not having a good offensive game because they're so tough to score on. So they, um, yeah, they look planted firmly at the top. And then we'll see this week how true that is because, like you mentioned, one versus two, Bellevue West versus Gretna, biggest game in Class A of the season thus far. Yeah, and, I, and as Gretna coming off – I think controlling that game from start to finish. The first Omaha quarter was 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 okay against Omaha Westside, but really extending to the ten point lead in the second quarter and kept it yeah. status quo in the second half. It was eighteen to twelve first quarter. Gretna got off to a good start. Westside rallied, opened the the second quarter on a ninety two run, I believe, tied it up or ninety three run, tied it up at twenty one, and then did score again. They uh, uh, Gretna nine straight to end the, the the first half and then hit a three early in the third quarter to stretch that thing to double digits and then kept it there. No. And really, it, it was their defense. It's Bill Hurd, mastermind over there on that bench, coordinating things. You saw, you saw it multiple times, and I used the word multiple twice, multiple defenses. Yeah. Every, about every three times down the court, they would get in something different. And I, I just it was just interesting to watch kind of the dribble handoff game and the gap, kind of whether you're one gap or two gap, could get downhill for Westside. Just it's just bad. not an offense that seems to suit their skill sets. In season low, 43 points for, for Westside. Um, How about all the blocks at the rim? Well, yeah, and 
Tate Oddbody, 17 points, 7-11, but he, he had 14 in the first half, only took three shots the second half. They did a really good job, again, physical with them taking out of the game, and nobody else could step hey, up. Hey, how good was Smolenski guarding yeah. Oddbody? That's that's what he's out there for. The, I mean, the starter. he's just – and I said this to Sauter on Friday. I watched him in one – I, I just – Right, yeah. right, and and I like baseball guys, yeah. obviously. So I got there super early. I watched, you know, two and a half quarters of the girls' game. I just wanted to watch him move and kind of what makes him go. And number one, he's a lot more, he's a lot twitchier than I thought. He's kind of bouncy. Threw a couple of down in warm ups, and you know what? He was physical. He would touch, clutch, grab. He talked a little bit. I'm like, you know what? I'd play with that guy. And then there are a couple of times where it just caught the, the defense sleeping with a cut to the rim, with crashing the offensive glass from the, the backside. Wash, uh, rinse, repeat, yeah. right? Get into the lane. Two guys would dive. Help defense. Leave. Lay up. Yep. It, was, it was a lot of that. And I know Westside worked the heck out of that in practice. Just did not execute. In game time. And, and you talk about the switching defenses and Westside's offense. There, how many possessions were there where – just aimless pass, um, like wasn't even. They weren't even really getting in and dribble weave. It was pass around. They, somebody was looking for somebody else to make a play. Um, Everybody's just giving the ball up. They didn't look like they were getting in any kind of action until late in the shot clock, and they realized, oh, we got to do something now. If if you, if that backcourt isn't getting downhill, that offense can look stagnant. Yeah, and, and that's really what it was. Uh, CJ uh, CJ Mitchell did not have a good game. Um, Caleb had five assists, was getting in the paint, making some plays, but again, shoot if enough. CJ's not scoring. That's like he didn't. He had like two points or whatever. It was. doesn't shoot enough. Two of five from the free throw line. Uh, didn't make a shot from the field. Hardly shot it from the field outside of when he was getting fouled. So, like that's that's like you're not going to win with getting a combined like six points or whatever it was from that starting backcourt. What do you make what happened with kind of neutralizing Kevin Brown? Uh, yeah, and again, was it lack of touches? Because most so of his touches if, were on the perimeter. And that's what it was. So, again, we talk about Bill Hurd's defense, their strategy. They're, uh, um, Caleb's a really good player – uh, Kevin's a really good player. Uh, just the three ball isn't falling for this year. They were, play, they were having Jeff Rozelle help off, playing the lane, so you've got 6'6", six, six, long-arm shot Hey, how different are they with him in the post? At the rim on every single drive. And that's – yeah, they, they, got, they, they got by last week, the previous week. With uh, with Rosell out of the lineup, out of town, got back and he double double thirteen and eleven in that game, uh, made a big difference. And again, defensively, he was always at the rim. That's part of what made it so tough for Westside to get there and to finish is um, they always had a body there because they were playing off of not just Kevin, they were playing off of multiple guys because guys weren't hit, weren't hitting shots. Uh, you know, you know, I knew that. You know, when I knew the game was over, you talked about so it was uh, it was forty four thirty three. Westside had gotten three consecutive stops. Gretna is kind of grinding down. Pekorski kind of throws one up. They get an offensive rebound. Put back, missed, blocked at the rim. Loose ball, scramble. Who hit the dagger three? Alex Wilcoxon. And I'm like, yeah. game over. Remember that? And I'm like, <laughs> you don't – that was your opportunity to get the ball back and cut it to single digits. Instead, it's 47-33, and this is going to be a grind. The, that was a huge shot. That Wilcoxon hit. And that's the thing, like, between uh, Pekorski and Wil- uh, Wilcoxon, that's 16 apiece. I mentioned double-double for uh, How many for tough shots did Landon hit? And that's the ding. Uh, Pekorski and 
Wilcoxon both early on to build that lead early and then finish. They weren't they weren't getting open looks. They were going through defense yeah. and finishing hard at the rim. We talked about like we weren't sure if they had that element to their game uh, outside of maybe Alec Wilkins, who had some really good takes in the game. All three of those guys, they were not afraid in this game. They went hard to the rim, converted some tough buckets. Later on, second half, I think the, the West Side your defense settled in a little bit, and made life more difficult for. for do, you, do you think they the made a con- half, Do you think they made a concerted effort to go at CJ? I think so. Yeah, he it lo- it looked look, like it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think they were worried about that matchup. That I like it was who you know they would get the high ball screen and then they would get the switch and then it was like it was getting downhill and I felt like. Um, you know, I was like, gosh, can you get a foot in the paint? But then how about how they ISOed Pekorski and Caleb to end the half where it was like 14 seconds and it, he made a tough shot That's at the basket and that was a nice – Defended that well. It was a nice uh, move he made. Yeah. I was just like – sometimes you just got to tip your cap, That's right? Like they were on their game. I mean, that, that was – again, that was this game. It was uh, Gretna's juniors stepped up and played better than, than Westside's juniors. I mean, Kevin Stubblefield – had 12 points on 10 shots. He's amazing Didn't get sometimes. Going until the second half, really. Um, so it's just, again, you, uh, those three, um, 30, 43 points combined between Wilkins, uh, Wilcoxon, and Prokorski. And um, what was it, like 18? I think it was 18 for the, the West Side's three juniors. Doesn't it? Start, it so. Landon looks like a grown up, doesn't he? <laughs> He's, he's physical, um, not afraid to get in there and, uh, again, can hit some tough shots um, and did a few of those early on to help them build that lead. So Go, to, was, num- go yeah. to number three, Creighton Prep, as we talk two and four, Gretna Westside. Prep is interesting, right, because y- you, you look at them and you're like, okay, who am I going to take away? And you're doing the scouting report and nothing really – jumps out at you you want to limit Nubel putting it on the deck you want to make sure Rachel isn't getting like super clean looks at threes and somehow they just and it's obvious it's coach Lukey but they just keep keeping on and they do it in a couple of different ways and easy week relatively considering the competition levels uh, they played Papillion the Vista won that 76 37 uh, and then uh, played Columbus, won that 64-31, both at home. So um, as far as schedules go, this is one of the easier weeks for them. Um, they took care of business. Um, Trinell Parker in that first game, 18 points, eight boards, four blocks. He's coming, isn't he? Emergence. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's, he, co- he's, he's coming. He's becoming a difference maker to supplement what they're getting from Dylan Clawson, who's been their most consistent player. Um, and, and then the second game, uh, Clawson again, 15 points, nine boards, three blocks. Uh, Rachel had 15, uh, and then Carson Jones, three of five from three, had 11 points too. So, um, really quiet week for Newville, uh, but they had other guys step up. They didn't, uh, they didn't necessarily need a big game from him. And um, now they'll have the competition ramps up a little bit. They've got Minnesota uh, or Minnesota uh, Miller North, North. Uh, as we record this on Tuesday, uh, and, and then Central on Friday, um, who um, j- just came off a. Of Big win last week, knock it off Lincoln High. So, um, well, you talk about mirror images of what has to happen for both teams to have success, and I know we're not there yet with Central and Lincoln High. How odd is that? The team that gets the more consistent backcourt play is probably going to be the team that gets the advantage in that one with how they like to play in the front court, and that's kind of what happened. Yeah. Um, 
So that's prep. They, they've got, again, tougher week this week. We'll learn a little bit more about them. They got the rematch from the, the Metro semifinal, um, and it's at, on Miller North's home court, so they're going to have to go on the road and uh, try to, to, to show that, that that wasn't a fluke the last time they played, that they're here to, uh, that they deserve that number three ranking. We, we talked about Westside at four, um, only one game this week. Paying the business, they're not going to learn uh, a bunch about uh, Warriors this week. And five, Miller North. Um, they interesting. So they've got the, the prep game on Tuesday, and then they've got the the out of town tournament deal that um, they're playing. In. I thought they had the second best one of the week. I thought Gretna's was the best one of the week over Westside because they sent kind of a message in terms of their physicality. But the Miller North Lincoln East game. Let's you, you hold Lincoln East to just six points in the fourth quarter. Yes to give yourself a chance to send that game to overtime. And two of your guys with Mick and Templemeyer, like, how about Mick's increased minutes and the role that he's evolved into? Yeah, so that's two in a week for Miller North. Um, coming off of that loss to Westside, bounce back in big way, beat Central 58-52, so a bit of a grinder Gr- in that one. 20-5 uh, second quarter, and they held on from there. Um, and then uh, despite shooting 7-28 from three, uh, and then 63-62 overtime against Lincoln East uh, in a game where East uh, got 31 points from, from Carter Mick. Um, and <laughs> yeah. you mentioned they, they were down going in the fourth quarter, uh, Miller North was, 11-6 to um, t- to tie that thing up, send it to overtime, back and forth. And uh, Miller North down one, get the ball to Neil Mosser. Wasn't having a great ga- game, obviously. We know more known for his three-point shooting, his passing. Turns the corner, gets downhill, throws up a floater off the glass mm-hmm. um, to give them the lead, and then they get a stop to, to, to win the game there on, on the other end. Heck of a play from him in, in that situation to go to, like, you know what, I'm going hard to the rim. I'm putting my head down. I don't care. I'm going to go get this bucket. And, and he did it. How about Lincoln A scoring more points in overtime than they did in the fourth <laughs> so, yeah. quarter? Uh, now, still, you're in the single digits. But if you're Coach Campbell and you're looking at that one, your takeaways are – you you competed on the road, but what happened after the first quarter? Was the first quarter 2020 or it was 2019? I think it was yeah, 20. I think, that's, I yeah, think it was 2019. 2019 Miller North, and then it was downhill from yeah. there. So and they, nobody had a great offensive week for them. They Derek Rollins had 15, 16, 12 points, six uh, blocks. It didn't shoot well in the first game. Second game had 15. You know what uh, teams are starting to do with him. They get into him. Yeah, they 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 they, they touch him the hell, and they kind of fin bot, feel for him. Work, yeah. So I think coming out of the like learning to pass it out of the double and feeling where the pressure comes from will be the next step in his in his evolution. Yeah, and big key there. They got thirteen from uh, uh, Skyland Williams, who hit three threes, went three or four from. Yeah, there. did uh, you give that a double take? <laughs> Well, I, he played well in the early in the, the holiday tournament. Um, had had a, a good game or two. Um, I, I, I see, I've seen him play well. It's just like he's some I games th- he's not a, a factor. I thought he was really going to be a problem in in the summer. Yeah. And but there's you know I mean there's a big difference between summer and and playing in season. But he showed some versatility. I thought his shot selection against Westside, which was the last time that I saw him live, he kind of suffered a little bit. Um, but man, is he a capable defender yeah. too? So it, when he when he when he wants to, I, yeah, exactly. And that's I think where they like him most with his length out on the perimeter. That's kind of where his 
primary contributions come from. And then if he's hitting shots, that makes a big difference for them. The, the key to the game, Lincoln East, 24 turnovers. Yeah. Like, you just – the fact that they got to overtime with that many giveaways – was remarkable. And, again, it was firmly on the back of Carter Mick, 31 uh, I mean, because those are empty trips. Yeah. You don't even get a shot up. No chance at offensive rebound. No chance at drawing fouls. Uh, and a lot of them, if they're live ball turnovers, going back the other way because we know how good Miller North can be in transition with mm-hmm. Elijah Gaith where that's where he excels, open court, as opposed to the half court where he's got a chance to get to the rim there. Um, so 24 turnovers, just not going to overcome that. But Mick, 31 points, 11 of 15 from the field, 5 of 6 from 3. Um, just unreal performance, and they just didn't quite get enough from uh, from other guys, and then the, the turnovers were, was a big part of that. Um, but 31 out of your team, 62 points. That's an impressive performance for Mick, who had 21 in their their win earlier in the week um, when they beat Carney. That was a good win for them. They yeah. handled Carney. Just and just just his evolution. Yeah, he dual sport guy. We know he's fantastic in baseball, and didn't play heavy minutes last year, and he's logging huge minutes. This year, kind of been fun to watch. Yeah. So we'll go rapid fire here through the rest. Um, big, some big results. Lincoln High, again, off that great start. 0-2 week. Lost by 15 at Lincoln Northeast. Uh, and then lost by 7 at, at Omaha Central. Um, and, and they have a toughie on Thursday. Yeah, against Lincoln Southeast, um, who uh, – Still can't figure them out. But <laughs> I, I'm with you, kind of what your summation was early in the season before the season started. It was we'll see how consistent they can be and who they run their offense through. Uh, Lincoln Southwest at number eight, seven and four. Um, overtime, 67-66 win at Lincoln North Star. Ryland, uh, Ryland Smith. Right, so, Brennan Clinton – in overtime, whatever, Brendan Clemens hits a tough fadeaway. Dude had 24-20 and 20 in that game. Hey, when healthy, he's tough, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's having a really good season for them. Um, and, uh, and then, so they get the ball inbounds, and Rylan Smith pushes it up, pulls it up, banks in a three at the buzzer. Um, still haven't got confirmation whether or not he called the bank. <laughs> uh, but it went in, so he gets credit for he it. He was at least on the wing. How, how about my guy, Mr. Official, wandering across oh, oh. the middle of the court? I get it. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened there. He just got like it I, got caught up in the moment. Yeah. I'm just glad that uh, like he was really close didn't to get throwing any, a screen. Yeah, didn't get anybody yeah, hurt contact, or he but, didn't get hit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but so heck of a heck of a game for them. Um, Chuck Love, 19 points, six of ten, and that again. He's back on it now because exactly he's right. taking some time. He got off to a great start, had a couple of rough games when they hit that slide a little bit. Um, for him to, to 19 efficient points, um, hitting threes. Uh, they got 16 from Ryland Smith, hit 10 threes as a team, and Lincoln North Star only hit four. So that overcome the Lincoln North Star's paint uh, advantage there. So a big win for them. Um, and they got Papio South on Tuesday, Pius on Thursday, and Fremont on Friday. Elkhorn South at uh, at nine. How about this? Three. Entering the top ten, they're a headache uh, yeah. to play against. And so they they beat Benson, uh, uh, sixty nine forty seven. Got forty points combined between Alec Noonan and Evan Warner, who had been uh, who are their leading scorers mm-hmm. this year. Um, that have kind of then they bounce they fall that up uh, at Lincoln or against Lincoln Northeast on Saturday. I was there at that game, sixty two forty six and. Uh, Noonan had uh, finished with 11 points on 14 shots, I think it was. Had a really rough day. Nothing was going in for him. Warner didn't, sh- didn't score in the first half, and they still find a way to go into halftime with a lead 
And then Warner came alive, 15 points in the second half to lead the team. They pulled that thing away, get it up above 20 before um, Northeast kind of got a few buckets back late in the fourth quarter. But um, great game from Jackson Morris, Juan. Five of five from the field. Hit God, he's, a good, he's a good athlete. Eight man. assists, no turnovers. Um, he's, a, he's a really good athlete. And he doesn't shoot a lot. So him scoring 13 points and hitting all the, those were some big threes that he hit to kind of help them pull that away, especially, again, with other guys struggling. Caden uh, Stone was steady throughout, 14 points. Uh, and the the difference there was Northeast, who comes in at number 10 uh, after a uh, what is it a two and one week. Uh, they picked up two good wins before losing to Elkhorn South, 18 turnovers, mm-hmm. and that was the difference in the game. Elkhorn South only had nine. He had twice he had twice as many turnovers. He got more shots up at the basket. So even though Elkhorn South didn't have a great offensive game. They just had more cracks at it. And they really turned up their defense in the third quarter, started doubling some uh, trapping, some, some handoffs, some pick and rolls, and lead, uh, creating breakouts um, the other way. But uh, Northeast, they beat Papio South by 20 uh, uh, to start the week, and then mentioned beat Lincoln High by 15. Uh, and Papio South, they, they got to find a way to generate some Yeah, they're kind of, the kind of hit the skids a little bit as yeah. they've fallen out of the top ten. Yeah, um, so that's kind of a look at the, the top – uh, 10 there again great win for Elkhorn South to kind of they had eight and three record I think their pre the only other win against a winning team was uh, against Omaha North um, so another good win to show like hey yeah we are getting better and they still they're still without Gavin Hornbacher who hopes to, to get back in the lineup soon with a broken arm um, so that's kind of look at a we mentioned um, kind of the, the losses this week Ashton Greenwood suffered that first loss against uh, at Platteview. Platteview. Ogallala, 14-0, up to number one in C1. Wahoo's there at, at three. Uh, Concordia's at four because Pierce suffered their first loss as well. They're now 11-1. and one. Uh, And then Central City is there at six at 12-1. and one. you got to see I got Yeah, I went to watch them play Centennial. And, I mean, that's a good basketball team. And, I listen, um, I always get a chance to – I always like getting a chance to go out and watch. And, you know, they shoot it well enough and, and they share the ball. And I'm telling you – I know I'm biased because it's my guy, but I just I think Aiden Zickman is one of the best kept secrets in the state. Having a great season, went over a thousand points. He's this year. so versatile, scoring a lot of points for them. Um, so yeah, the Central City they're they're, they're going to be in the mix as well, firmly in C1, C2. Harden Cedar Catholic up there at number two at uh, ten and two. Freeman suffered their first loss to Tri County in the Mudecas tournament. Uh, they're down at three at uh, thirteen and one. Donovan Trumbull fifteen and zero. Jack Poppy freshman. Named to know in the next four years. He's having a great season for them. So, Donovan Trumbull I was missing. Yeah. Because I think I said six. And the other one, because I didn't even know they co-opted. When did Hayes Central co-op? Uh, it's, they've been there for a few years. Did I just miss that? Yeah. Because um, I, I remember seeing them play volleyball a couple years ago, back. But, uh, but yeah, they're 15-0, and uh, a top D1. Uh, and uh, Layton is also 12-0 and in D1. No undefeateds in D2. Quick shout-outs before we go. Man, it's a huge week uh, of monster performances. Like, I, I, I picked five here. Like, go look at my Twitter account because they're <laughs> – uh, Hayden Frank. Uh, so, Malcolm, we, we shout-out him before. They got a big game this week too, by the way. My brother, uh, so Coach Ant Ralston, texted me at halftime. It was like, uh, yeah, um, Hayden's first half was good enough to make your list. Finished with 41 points on 12 of 22 shooting, 5 of 7 from 3, 12 of 14 from the free throw line. Uh, in an eight-point win against Ralston. He had 41 of their 55 points. Is that a lot? Uh, yeah, that's a lot. Kale Gustafson at Osceola. Dude had second, second time we've talked about 60 him. rebounds and 
73 points in, in three games for Osceola this week. We, do we need to make a trip? 73 points and 60 rebounds in three games. He had multiple 2020 games. 25 points, 16 rebounds, three assists uh, against Nebraska Christian. 27 points, 20 rebounds, four assists against Friend. 21 points, 24 rebounds, 12 offensive rebounds uh, against Giltner. Just a ridiculous week. Um, Elkhorn Valley senior Brendan Olendick, triple-double at 19 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists against Niobrera Verdigre. Also had 20 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists against Stanton, and 15 points, 4 rebounds, 9 assists against Bloomfield. Uh, 28 assists in three games uh, at the high school level is very, very difficult good. to do. And he's also scoring and rebounding in addition. Uh, uh, Trey Richard from Nebraska Lutheran, uh, senior, had uh, uh, 38 points, uh, 8 to 17 from three, 8 to 9 from the free throw line in one game, Shelby Rising City. From Miami Arts? Five at t- uh, four at ten wow. uh, against High Plains and twenty four points, uh, nine to seventeen shooting, nine boards against East Butler. That's a lot of points. Uh, Ninety two points in, in three games. Um, yeah, that that'll get it done for them. Finally, uh, River Johnson set uh, tied the North Platte school record. Nine three pointers had thirty three points, shot twelve of seventeen from the field, including nine of fourteen from three. Eight rebounds, four assists, and Corian Gallatin, freshman at Fremont. 33 points, 11 of 18 from the field, 7 of 12 from three, 4 of 4 from the rebound, uh, 4 of 4 from the free throw line, 6 rebounds, 6 assists against Benson. Just a freshman going for almost 17 a night. That'll do it. Yeah, uh, certainly shows what he's capable of. It's tough being the number one option on a Class A team without a ton of talent around you, but he's uh, certainly shown what he's capable of talent-wise. Could eventually get some help from Cassio Jensen with a little more consistency too. That's another week. If you're looking for something lower than Class C – and you're looking at C2, you, you mentioned Malcolm. They got Freeman. And I think it's tonight. It's either tonight or tomorrow, Yep. Uh, which should be a good one. But all of that, you're not getting this anyplace else with my man Jacob Badilla. I'm just me, DB. Uh, we're back next week with Nebraska Preps postgame. A Herd at Sports Network production.